Welcome to Digital Stratosphere, the podcast that helps organizations throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys. Here, you will find independent and technology agnostic advice with no software vendor sales spin to help you make the best decisions for your organization. Whether you are in the process of selecting technology, in the midst of your transformation, or trying to get your initiative back on track, Digital Stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help. It's no secret that digital transformations and ERP projects often fail, but what is a secret is how software vendors unintentionally contribute to that failure. What are those things you need to be aware of? That's what I'm going to talk about here today. My name is Eric Kimberling. I'm the CEO of Third Stage Consulting. We're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world reach their third stage of digital transformation success. And one of the things we do when we're helping our clients define their digital strategy and ultimately deploy and implement whatever solution or solutions they've selected is we help them manage the overall project, but also manage the software vendors. Now, there are a lot of different things that go wrong during a digital transformation or ERP project to make them go sideways or to go off the rails. There's typically a lot of blame to go around. But what I want to do today is talk specifically about what software vendors do to contribute to failure. And I say this not to pick on the software vendors, but instead to highlight the things that you need to be aware of and watch out for and mitigate as you're managing your software vendor and working with your software vendors to go through your digital transformation. Now, one thing I want to be clear of is that software vendors are not solely responsible for a digital transformation failure. In fact, customers, the customers that are actually implementing the software that they're deploying as part of their transformation are often just as much to blame as software vendors. In fact, I've created a video that talks about this exact topic of what organizations often do to contribute to their own failure. You can find that video right here, and I encourage you to check that video out as a supplement to this video, because today I'm going to talk about what vendors do to contribute to failure, but this video talks about what customers typically do unintentionally to contribute to failure. So be sure to check out that video as well. Now, for more lessons and best practices on how to make your digital transformation more successful, how to define the right strategy and roadmap for your organization, and also how to manage your vendor effectively, I encourage you to read my new book called The Final Countdown. You can read that by scanning the QR code in front of you, or you can go to thefinalcountdown.com. You can buy that in paperback, hardcover, or electronic copy. So be sure to check that out as well. One of the most fundamental things that software vendors do to contribute to their customers' digital transformation failure is that they set unrealistic expectations for their customers. And this typically happens during the sales cycle when they're proposing a solution, they're proposing a certain type of software, they're proposing the implementation plan and the resources required. And typically what happens is the sales rep or the sales team that's trying to convince you to buy their software and their services to go along with it is going to downplay some of the risks and the costs and the downside of deploying their software. So they typically are going to paint an overly optimistic picture of what it could look like in a perfect world to deploy their technologies. And in some ways, this is somewhat understandable because the sales team is in a highly competitive situation and they want to earn your business. So it doesn't necessarily help them to overstate the risk or to overstate the cost. So they tend to err on the side of understating the cost and the risk and the resources required to make a project successful. So one thing you can do to mitigate this risk is make sure that you take vendor proposals with a grain of salt and add your own dose of reality to it. For example, if a vendor suggests that they can implement a software in a very accelerated time frame, you can ask tough questions around what it might really look like, and you might actually decide that you're going to extend that time frame. Same goes for your budget and the resource commitments. And I'm not suggesting that you should ignore the inputs from your software vendors and the proposals that they give you, but you do want to add that dose of reality and make sure that you base it on actual benchmarks 
and experience from other organizations that have gone through an implementation just like yours and use that as a benchmark rather than a perfect world scenario that is unlikely to come true. So making sure that you have realistic expectations at the start of a project is one of the things that you can do to be most effective in making your project successful and avoiding some of the risks that vendors often introduce to the project. If you are trying to achieve digital transformation success, turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the U.S., Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks. Whether you are embarking on an ERP, HCM, CRM, supply chain management, or any other digital transformation, contact Third Stage Consulting to see how we can help you reach the third stage of transformation success. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com. Just as software vendors tend to set unrealistic expectations during the sales cycle, they also tend to set unrealistic expectations as it relates to weaknesses and risks. In other words, in addition to downplaying and underestimating the level of effort and the time and the cost affiliated with the project, software vendors also tend to downplay the risks associated with deploying their software. And the risks could come in the form of functional misfit. So for example, there's a module that doesn't do what you need it to do, or it doesn't address your business needs. Software vendor tries to downplay those risks or maybe overstate the capabilities. And therefore you end up with a blind spot to where you don't fully understand what the risk is of deploying that specific module in this example. So one thing you need to do is conduct a risk assessment early on in a project to help mitigate this risk that's introduced by vendors and make sure that you fully understand what your risks are and that you mitigate those risks. And again, I'm not suggesting that you've chosen the wrong vendor or that your vendor is acting nefariously and mismanaging these expectations. They're just simply doing their job trying to sell you software. And it's your job to figure out how to add your own dose of reality in terms of risk mitigation in addition to the realistic expectations that I mentioned before. Software vendors also tend to have too much control over their own customers. The reason for this is that they commonly will introduce concepts such as best practices, industry best practices, suggesting that if you use the software out of the box the way they design their own software, those are considered best practices. And if you don't, that means you're ignoring best practices. And this is absolutely just not true. An even more severe example of software vendors having control over their customers is the forced migration to the cloud. A lot of on-premise software vendors are now migrating their products over to the cloud and therefore creating an end-of-life scenario for their customers that are using the software. And this is causing organizations or forcing organizations to go through their transformations, whether they're ready for it or not, whether they have the budget for it or not. And that's creating a lot of control and a mismatch in an uneven playing field between vendor and customer. So these are just a couple examples to be aware of, but one thing to consider is that software vendors need to be managed. And it's your job to make sure that you're managing those risks and not allowing your vendor to have too much control and make sure you level that playing field. One of the most fascinating things about enterprise technology deployments, especially with ERP systems in particular, is that it creates a vendor lock-in with customers. 
In other words, the switching cost, the ability to move away from that software that's been deployed becomes very difficult the more technology you deploy from that one vendor. And once you've deployed enough technology through your organization from that same vendor, that vendor has control over you and there's a sort of lock-in that comes along with that. So in other words, now you're stuck for better or for worse with that vendor. If you don't like the way that the vendor is changing their software, you're stuck with it for the most part, unless you want to go through a big risky implementation again. And oftentimes what else they do is that they will discourage you from looking at other best of breed or third-party bolt-on solutions to augment their solution because they want you to go all in on their solution because they make more money that way. So it's really important to understand this whole concept of vendor lock-in and just be aware of it. Again, it might be the right answer for you. It might be that the vendor you've chosen is the right solution to deploy throughout your entire organization, but just understand that that comes at a price and it comes at a cost and a risk in the form of vendor lock-in. Now, finally, another thing that software vendors do that contributes to their own customer's failure is that they treat the digital transformations as purely a technology project. Because after all, that's what the software vendor does. They sell technology and they deploy technology. However, you as an organization need to be deploying more of a business transformation. You're trying to improve business processes. You're trying to create new roles and responsibilities, make people more efficient, get real business value out of the investments. So those are two very different scenarios and two very different outcomes, depending on where your focus is. So software vendors will unintentionally focus on technology because that's what they know and that's what they do. But what it does is it creates a blind spot in that the organizations implementing the technology don't always recognize the need to focus on the even more important critical success factors, such as organizational change and training and adoption and process improvement, overall architecture and integration, et cetera. So there's a lot of different things that need to go into an effective ERP project or a an effective digital transformation. So you need to make sure that you do not have that myopic focus on technology and that you augment the vendor's myopic focus on technology with other work streams that will complement what they're doing. So I hope this has given you some guidance and some things to think about as you are working with your vendors and engaging with your vendors. And again, I'm not suggesting that you should go fire your vendor right now and stop working with whatever vendor you're considering, but you do need to be aware of these risks and figure out ways to mitigate those risks. Now, again, one thing I want to reiterate before I close here today is that I focus this video on what vendors do to contribute to digital transformation failure. However, customers themselves often do many things that contribute to failure as well, and it's important to understand that. So to understand what customers typically do and what organizations typically do wrong to contribute to failure, I encourage you to check out this video right here. That's where I dive into the customer side of things and what they need to do differently to make their projects more successful. Now, if you're looking for more tips and lessons on how to make your digital strategy and your digital transformation more successful, I encourage you to read my new book called The Final Countdown. It's a book about digital strategy and how to set a roadmap and define a roadmap that's aligned with your organizations and with your needs, and it's focused on delivering business value and mitigating risk along the way. You can buy that book and learn more about it by scanning the QR code in front of you, or you can just simply go to thefinalcountdown.com. So I hope you found this information useful and hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com.